Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back. And the uh, most exciting, uh, what, what, two years, one year? How long has it it's been exciting for probably three years? Um, this is a live version of the introduction you just heard. And my name is Earl Stewart. I'm in a studio with Rick Kearney and Nancy Stewart. Uh, Sue Stewart may be here. We'll let you know shortly. She usually gets here a couple minutes late. Got Jonathan Cantor over there on the production area. And uh, here we are to have another fun day, another fun Saturday morning. This is Eastern Standard Time where we're broadcasting. But we're all over the globe, so we'll... We got podcasts, we got YouTube, we got Facebook, we got, we're, we're all over. And uh, if you're interested at all, uh, you can find us somewhere. Uh, our shows are archived. Uh, Jonathan puts together some great YouTube clips of every show. Really the essence, most interesting parts of the show are on YouTube instead of hanging around for two hours while, while we yak and you listen to people that call the show, you can just get the essence of the subject that you're interested in at our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, or just go to YouTube and ask a question, and you'll probably end up with us. We've been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, the car business, manufacturing and retail, is upside down. Uh, I keep thinking it's going to write itself, and I've been protecting, I think my favorite forecast is, it's the end of this year. <laughs> oh, uh, I've been saying that every year, so I'm going to say it again, okay? Uh, end of this year. Uh, you, can, you can buy a car today, new or used, uh, if you need one. I, I still don't recommend uh, that you buy one because, you know, we're, we live in America. We, we're prosperous. Uh, uh, we're fully employed. Uh, we talk about an eco economic issues, and we do have some, but relative to the rest of the world, we're in pretty good shape. And a lot of you folks out there can buy, afford to buy a car. I mean, let's face it, there are a lot of countries where they can't. So if you want to treat yourself to buy a car, that's okay. I mean, life is short. Uh, if you waited for the best deal on everything that you ever bought, you'd probably buy very little. Consumption, if you can afford it, is a, a nice thing to be able to do. And... Uh, I'm just saying that I really believe that car prices are, are, especially new car, will continue to come down toward the end of this year. Used cars are kind of funny. Um, used cars uh, have to come from new car sales. The new car sales have dropped off considerably, and so there are that, not that many trade-ins. Uh, a lot of used car sales come from leasing. Leasing has really taken a big hit, so there's not that many used cars off lease, so the supply of uh, used cars is limited. Uh, the prices have been coming down slowly. Uh, used car prices are, Stu's here, 
and uh, used car prices come down, uh, and then they go back up again. So I, uh, it's, it's even more important than ever to compare on the new cost versus the used cost. For a while there, you pay more for a used car, if you can believe this, than the exact same model new car. I mean, that actually happened. So uh, the educated consumer, this show uh, still is a very important show to the people that are thinking about going out and buying a car, whether you need one or whether you just want to buy one. Uh, uh, we've got some good stuff coming in. The best stuff that comes in is on, the, is on you, the listeners, and we, we urge you to call the show uh, for you new folks who haven't memorized uh, or written down the number. I haven't memorized it yet. I mean, I kind of memorize it, but I, got, I look at the sheet just to be sure. Our call-in number is 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. And Nancy Stewart, my co-host, uh, sitting on my left, she has a laptop and computer. She's looking at the screen. We have Jeremy in the control room. Yeah, when you call and uh, the show eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, Jeremy answers, and I think we've got four or five lines. And when we really get to cranked, uh, those lines are are busy, and uh, we try not to have that happen. We'd like you to get through, and then when you get through, uh, we don't want to have to have you wait while I'm talking or Rick or Stu or or Nancy. So she will. Uh, Stop what we're doing. She'll wave at Stu, wave at Rick, wave at me, say, we have a caller. And we'll put the calls through priority, 877-960-9960. Now, some of you uh, haven't got time to call or you don't know when you can call, so you text. Anytime you want to text us at 772-497-6530, 497-6530. Our YouTube channel, as I mentioned before, is youtube.com forward slash row on cars. Rick Kearney, who is also our certified diagnostic master technician, everybody on this show wears a lot of hats. So he's monitoring YouTube and uh, he gets a huge number of callers. Now he gets calls for you know for Stu, for me, for Nancy, but for, for Rick, because he he can diagnose problems right here on the radio, on the streaming, wherever you may be. He could diagnose your car, save you a lot of money. I mean, not to mention the time. I mean, you got a little something wrong with your car. Do you really want to take the time to go to the dealer or go to the independent repair shop and go, you know, the time. Time is time is money. I, mean, I hate cliches, but that's a good one. Time is money, money is time. How true. So you don't want to take the time. Well, take five minutes instead of uh, an hour and a half. Call 877-960-9960 or go to youtube.com forward slash rolling cars and do a post. Rick Kearney will look at the YouTube. You can send him a video clip. You can send him an audio clip. Ask your question. Uh, we have probably more calls for Rick than just about anybody else because you got to get your car fixed a lot more often. You have to maintain your car. That issue, that problem whereas not as big as buying a new or used car, is far more frequent. So save yourself the aggravation, the time, and the money, and call Rick. Um, you can reach us on our website uh, if you haven't got time to listen to us on the show, uh, erlandcars.com. 
and we have got just about everything we do on the show right there. We even archive our mystery shopping reports, which is the highlight of the show. Stu is the uh, cyber master general of our, our, of our team of uh, undercover agents. Right now our team is just one, but that's all we need. We do one mystery shop every week. Agent Lightning, amazing woman, and uh, she's just, uh, <laughs> you talk about reality. She'll go in with her husband or her or kids. Uh, she is really good. I mean, when I read the mystery shopping reports, even though I know who it is, you know, the, the way she goes about it, it's just so real. She, she has learned exactly what consumers need to know and how to elicit that information from the salespeople. So here she is undercover in some car dealership somewhere, usually in the southeast United States, and, so, and more often than that, in South Florida. And, uh, and she is responding to an advertisement, or she is responding to a situation. Uh, there's always a, we always have a reason as to why we visit a, a car dealership. We like to revisit car dealerships because just because a car dealership strikes out and th gets an F and we don't put them on our recommended list, we give them another chance. And if they do really well, just to be sure it's not a fluke, we go back and we hit them again. So EarlOnCars.com, um, um, you can really uh, read see in our archive all the shopping reports. And we have a good deal of this and a bad deal of this. Uh, we we grade the deals on a curve. So beware on the on the good deal of this. They're not all really good. They're good on the curve. But, <laughs> but you know what that is. You know, when you're in school, that's what they that's where they grade you. I mean, you could get a, a C, which really, you might not be a real bright, but everybody else in the in the class is not real bright either. You'll get a C. So <laughs> we're talking about car dealers. None of them are real ethical. None of them are real transparent. I don't mean literally. I mean, there, there are a few, but most of them aren't. Therefore, a C average means, okay, they're average, but be careful if, if you're looking for a C average dealer. Okay, uh... Let me give up numbers one more time that I'm going to get Nancy on the phone because Nancy Stewart is our female advocate and she has an incredible offer for first-time lady callers and she'll tell you about that in just a minute at 877-960-9960. You ladies out there listening, yeah, but you don't want to call, rethink that. If you call, uh, you're going to have a real pleasant surprise. Nancy will tell you about that. Texting 772 Four nine seven six five three zero, and uh, I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. We're going to go straight to the phones. Uh, Julie has been waiting, and she's calling us from Coral Springs. She's a first-time caller, and she is going to win herself fifty dollars today. And uh, what a way to start the show! Good morning, Julie. Yes, thank you. Thank you for your program. You're uh, welcome, Julie. You've won yourself fifty dollars this morning. If you stay oh, on the line until uh, we're finished and talk with Jeremy in our control room, you can give him your contact information, and I will get you that check, and uh, you will receive it in the mail. Thank you. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, I have a question. I'm kind of puzzled. I have an 03 Camry, so it's kind of up there. Um, I don't use it too much because I am retired, and... I don't know where to park it to protect it. The best way, uh, sounds 
sometimes I look to all the cars that are parked where the sun is beating down, and I think of all the damage that could be done if a car sits a long time in that kind of weather. Or am I better off putting it under a tree? And I have options where I live. And the tree would protect it from the heavy sun. However, it is damaged from the sap that comes off of the tree. So, I mean, either way, I guess I'm going to be spending more money. I think cleaning it maybe. Um, I don't know. Julie. I'm really puzzled where to park it. It's so funny. Yeah. Julie, <coughs> excuse me, you have a lot of options. Really, you do. The tree is not one of them. I wouldn't put my car under a tree. Um, as oh. far as um, the, uh, for a number of reasons, uh, let me point out just one here. Sap the and sap. bird poop are two of them. It's so, the sap is so acidic and it's so damaging to your vehicle, it oh. just wouldn't be a, a good idea. Now, I'm just going to give you a couple of options because we have Rick here, and Rick can answer this question much better than I can. Um, also, okay. um, I, I would, you know, I would think about a cover for your car. Um, not to keep it on all the time because of the condensation and the heat and everything in between the car and the cover, but uh, those are a couple of things. And uh, before I spend too much time on this, I'm going to switch over to Rick. How do, you, okay. how do you feel, Rick? I would obviously avoid parking under trees, uh, sap, uh, dripping, things okay. like that. But also bugs that can fall on your car and infest your car. Coconuts. Leaves. Uh, coconuts, oh, coconuts, yeah. But yeah. leaves especially that fall on the car on the windshield area, they can actually migrate into the air conditioning filter. And quite often, they'll even get down in the blower motor and start making a lot of noise. Now you're stuck with having to get the blower motor cleaned out. So there's, there's a lot of reasons to avoid parking under trees. The best mm. thing that I can advise is because most of the Florida sun hits afternoon, if there are any tall buildings near you that are to the west mm. of where you park, try to park to no. where the shade from that building would hit yeah. your car for the afternoon. That's when the heat really builds up the most, yeah. and having that shade then is the best time. That's a great idea, Rick. Yeah, well, I'll look, but mm. I, I have looked in where I parked and I didn't see anything like that. That's why I just don't know what to do. What about yes. the car cover like Nancy suggested? Um, you could probably get one uh, on Amazon or at Walmart. Are they heavy? Are they heavy? I don't know what the weight is. Um, some, of them, some of them can be quite lightweight because the, the new materials that they have on them, they're lightweight fabric and they breathe very well. Yeah. Uh, the only drawbacks to those again is uh, frogs and lizards and toads quite often like to get up Let me ask them. a question. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking it's to myself, if I were Julie, what, how often, uh, let's say that she just want to leave her car where it is, how often would she have to have her car waxed that would protect it indefinitely? Depending on, on the color of the car, if it's a darker color, yeah, I would have it yeah. done at least every three to four months. Lighter yeah. cars, six to eight months. And just a, a 
find a, a someplace that does detailing. So I think the answer is, Julie, if you if you if you can afford to have your car waxed or do it yourself uh, every three or four months, okay. uh, that might be the that way you don't have to worry about uh, buildings to the west and yep. and and the fabric of the cover and putting the cover on, taking the cover off. Uh, just have it waxed. It, it, it take a half an hour, an hour, mm -hmm. and you're good to go for three or four months. That is really the best option. Yeah, is that it's going to be quite an experiment for you, uh, Julie. Uh, Julie, back to that cover that I suggested, not keeping it on, uh, but periodically putting it on. Right now, as we uh, speak, I have a fractured back. If I uh, put, if I use my lightweight car cover, I can pick it up uh, with no problem. So I'm not sure whether that addresses your situation or not what you can pick up and what you can't but uh that's uh quite a statement from me that means that that cover yeah. that cover is quite light hmm. uh, how much damage would would the car actually get if it's sitting in the in the actual sun we're going to phase the paint now you'll have to have a paint job uh just about even uh -huh. good paint and i'd be a little bit worried about too what color is it uh did you say it's an old three Camry. Uh, but what? Why is it white? No, it's dark green. Okay, that's better. Yeah, that's better. I'm yeah. concerned about the heat doing damage to the motor. Uh, anything in the motor? Oh, oh no, no, it won't yeah. hurt that. You don't have to worry about that. Just, a, just oh, the paint. The, oh, okay. And the that interior. My, yeah, that was my main concern. Yeah. So we're just looking at aesthetically. You're you're looking. Well, I was looking more of inside. If it's beating down, I keep think, thinking, how much damage is that heat doing to the parts that are inside yeah. the car? Yeah, all the way around. Well, Julie, um, I really hope that we answered your question. And yes. uh, please feel free to give us a call back and let us know what you decided. And okay. stay on the line and get that uh, contact information to uh, Jeremy, who's in the control room. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome, Julie. Thank you for calling. Spread the word. We are building a platform here for ladies. Oh, I do, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. We love hearing from you. And I want to take a moment and thank all of you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars this morning and spending this Saturday with us. And we have a whole lot to get to, and uh, we are going to get to all of it in the next two hours. Um, I want to give you a, 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 a website to go to that's really important. And uh, if you're wondering if uh, the Florida car dealer is breaking the law, well, you can find that out. You can go to www.florida.com lawprotectingcarbuyers.com. So uh, jot that down, and I will mention that again uh, later on in the show. I should we probably change that to Florida Car Dealer, not Florida Car Laws, not protecting dealers.com. That, that would be more accurate. That would be uh, less ironic. Yes. Consumers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are going to go to Howard, who has been holding in, uh, holding in Boynton Beach. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Welcome. Hi. I have a problem. I had a 2005 uh, Toyota Camry. I got it from uh, my wife's uh, roommate in college. Her mother died and left it to her. She sold it to us uh, very cheap for $2,000. It only had 51,000 miles on it. Hmm. So I got in a wreck 
with it in the front end. And uh, it didn't damage the uh, fenders, but the whole uh, hood and the radiator. So I was very, very close to home. So instead of getting a tow truck, I drove it home. I figured there wasn't that much fluid that ran out. I figured I could just take it right home. So I got the uh, I got it towed to the body shop, and it cost me four thousand dollars to get it uh, the body work done. And he gave me a good deal on that, and it looked like brand new and stuff like that. So when he tried to start it and stuff, he said that. Uh, he thinks it's a cracked block or a cracked uh, uh, gasket or something like that, you know, and a head gasket or whatever. So I took it to Ed Morris. I towed it down to Ed Morris Toyota. They wanted $9,000 to put a new engine in. That sounds successful. So, wow. Yeah, well, and then I brought it to this. Uh, they only work on Toyota and Lexus in, in Delray. So I took it to him, and he said he would uh, do it for, like, about $5,000. Which uh, I can't afford. I already, you know, put four thousand dollars into it, and this and that. So anyway, I had a, a couple thousand dollars put aside and stuff. I, I parked it. I, I couldn't afford to, you know, I don't. I get an annuity check, and uh, it would take me like six months before I could pay for the whole thing. You know, so I don't think they would hold it for me or whatever. So I sold it on offer up. I sold it for about two thousand dollars. So I had that, and I bought a Toyota Camry 2007, I bought. And it seems to be running all right and everything like that. But now they tell me when I went to buy it and stuff, they told me that the uh, the title's good and stuff, and uh, to give him some extra money, he's going to go get the title and the uh, uh, registration for me. So I find out that it was an auction car. So we have to bring it down to Miami or something to have it inspected. Is that does that sound feasible to you? I don't know what they mean. Uh, who do they want to inspect it? Because you're saying that the dealer bought the car at the auction. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they would say you had to bring a car to Miami for an inspection. Do you used to? No. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I uh, missed something there. I, I smell yeah. a, a rat uh, here, uh, Howard, right. and I think uh, I think you need to get uh, somebody. Else's opinion on, on on what's going on here. There's no, there's no. Yeah, I gave three hundred dollars to get uh you know to get the uh, the title that same day and the registration and stuff you know, and I already have insurance on it for my old car you know I put the plate on, so it, this car is uh it's insured, but it's not legal really you know. No. So, does that sound right? The nine thousand dollars for an engine. You know, they uh, say that I, yes. I scorched, I scorched uh, the uh, cylinders by driving it, you know, and I only drove if it a it little bit. If it did need the engine, that's a fair price. The question is, and this is, uh, you know, too late now because, uh, you know, you've right. already sold it and, and bought another right. car. But but uh, I, I always recommend that you get at least three opinions on a major repair, especially yeah. in an older car, because $9,000 was more than the car would be worth. Uh, and yeah. so uh, it would be crazy to spend is, that yeah, money. It, it was only 50,000 miles. I was like, yeah. brand new. Yeah. You know? But and, uh, uh, I'd worry about my, my new, my 2015. And, uh, right. and if, you know, you, when you t you're buying that from the dealer. No, no, I bought this privately. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a 2007. I bought it, 2007, uh, yeah. I bought it for $3,000. 
right? And new tires and stuff. It runs fantastic, you know. The oil is nice and clean. There's no soot coming out of the, uh, what do you call it, the tailpipe or anything. Because I heard that they, they're prone so, to burn oil. Hey, hey Howard, you know. Howard, uh, yes. you, you said you were in an accident, correct? Yes. Okay, right. and uh, you, you've you taken care of all that. That aesthetically well, has yeah, been handled. Well, yeah, it was my, it was my fault. It yeah. was my fault. And what you're wondering is uh, something I believe that Rick can answer, and that was what you were talking about. With the, the bolt, the what was it? Uh, the cost of the engine, yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, actually about a fair price. But you've already gotten rid of that car. Yeah. Uh, for right, the 07, right. if it's a private yeah. sale, do you have yeah. the car in your possession now? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, I they, got a bill of sale for it. I got a bill of sale for it. Yeah, I, I would tell them, no, you need, you need that title and registration in your hands immediately. Uh, well, right. the, the title. Yeah, you I you just need it. the right. title. Then you can right. take the title to the DMV to get and, it transferred over it, yeah. to your name. Even though it was from an auction, out-of-state auction? Doesn't matter. Doesn't make any difference. And then you, at, at your leisure, uh, unless you've already had this done, I would take yeah. your car to a, an independent mechanic or a, a Toyota mechanic and have it inspected to make sure that things are in good shape on it yeah. just so that I you don't get it. caught unawares, yeah. so, you know, right. some surprise. I did, I did have I took it to a private mechanic. Okay, perfect. You know, okay. Which I knew for 15 years, and he said it seems to be. He says uh, pretty soon you'll need uh, some front brake pads. That's all right. That's all he could find. Excellent. Okay. That's just okay. right there. Yeah. Uh, we got we've got some callers waiting here now, but uh, your your situation is so important, Howard. We'd like you to call us back when you get some uh, of this resolved. The most important yeah. thing is that you've got a car and you paid the money and you don't have the title and you need to get the right. title ASAP because it could be a scam. I don't want to scare you, but uh, you right. you really should always have that title in your hand when the cash yeah. leaves your hand. I know, and I, I messed up. I messed up. Well, uh, you know. and uh, I, check I, on I that right better. away and I, call call us. Uh, you don't have to wait till next week. You can uh, you can uh, call. Uh, uh, you can send us a text. Uh, about the yeah. information, we'll call you and try to help you okay. between now and then. Right. If you if you don't hear from me, I'm going to call you next week. Oh, okay, good. Great. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you okay, I'll let you. I'll let you know what happened. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, Howard. Okay. Thank you. I love your show. Yep. Oh, thank I, you so much, Howard. I do. I love your show. I listen to it every week. We appreciate our callers, and you're one of them. You guys make yes. the show. Thank you. Uh, we are going to, uh, I'm going to give you that number, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Take advantage of youranonymousfeedback.com. We're going to go to Bob, who is calling us from Lake Park. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Good morning. <coughs> I want to uh, wish everybody a happy holiday. Thank you. It's, Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's Easter, Passover, and Ramadan. On, there you on go. This all together. <laughs> you and I want to thank you. Yes, I want to thank you for uh, going over and shopping uh, Brayman Honda on my suggestion. Uh, and if you do remember, I told you that the online ad I saw was they said under MSRP. And uh, I was surprised that you gave them a C there, my friend. Uh, I'm, I'm much more... Uh, in line with Nancy on the grades, you know, all things considered. I had a friend that went oh, to God. high school with, I had a friend that went to high school with Norman Brayman. Really? Uh, yes, uh, in North Philly. Uh, he used to own the Philadelphia Eagles, you know. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, yes, he's been he's a quite quite successful guy. Yeah, he, and, he, uh, his success stemmed from marrying a woman whose uh, father owned a chain of liquor stores. So oh. that didn't, that didn't hurt us. I'll drink to that. Yeah. I I think the liquor stores might be worth more than the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not sure. Right, I didn't know that. That's that's an interesting story. And and uh, Rick last week was talking about the. Uh, Ford Lightning F-150, and he said something about 50000 Uh, You know, they've raised the price on that thing four times since they've introduced it. You can't get into the base model now. It's just a shade under 60. And if you get if you go up to any of the other trims, you're up at 80 and 100. So this is what the manufacturers are doing. The new Mustang that they just opened the order books on uh, that was uh, slightly redesigned uh, to look like a Fox body car, they raised the MSRP on those things. Uh, by 10%, <laughs> which you never see in the car industry. Usually, even when they change over to a new uh, design, uh, normally the percentage of increase is ne- never that high. So it's, it, uh, I think people are going to have shocked when they go in to buy vehicles, not just on all the fees and everything, but when they start looking just at what these manufacturers are doing uh, with raising the prices on the vehicles, it's, uh, it's quite uh, distressing. And then you have to add on to that the interest rates now are around seven percent, I believe. I read. Yeah. In order, to, so between the higher interest rates and the dealer fees and the addendums and the market adjustments and the manufacturers raising the MSRP, it's going to people are going to be hard pressed uh, to get into a, a new car uh, without having a, a huge monthly uh, payment. True. You know. True. Yeah. So. So that's, you know, that's basically, I just wanted to thank you for shopping, Brayman. And I think you got to toughen up on your, on your, uh, on your grades there, my friend. Uh, a C grade is, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be, I understand I'm you can't give you. everybody, a, I, I, you can't give everybody a failing grade, but he was advertising under MSRP and he was, you know, that's just a total fabrication. And we, we reserve that, the right to, re, to, to revise any grade, so we can always go oh, back oh, okay. and change it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, okay, well, I would, su- I would suggest you might want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, think about uh, uh, maybe taking another look at that. Yeah, you know? and Bob, Bob I, try, I try really hard to be so fair, and it's so difficult when certain yeah. things are so obvious. So uh, that's my reason for, okay. you know, the well, way I, I vote. I, I know. I kind of. I'm kind of in line with your uh, the way you vote. I'm. I'm a lot more tougher. Yeah. And uh, and I did want to tell you. I did check with the one out of state dealer for the Mustang out in California, and they won't do it over the phone. They won't sell me the car. You have to be uh, it present to do the deal with him for this car, and you also have to do the shipping to him. So I would have to fly out. There. I'm not going to do that. I'd have to fly out there and then have to no. have to pay go no. use his shipper to bring the car back if I didn't want mm. to drive it. So that's uh, I, he told me to give you a follow up. So uh, you know, so I did check on that on that one vehicle. But Great. I enjoy, I enjoy your show and I hope you have a, a very nice holiday. And uh, thank you so much, up, Bob. Keep, we keep enjoy your company. Work. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Bob. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Give us a call again eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, don't forget, we have that mystery shopping report coming up. And uh, that is the last half hour of the show. I'll uh, keep it a mystery. I'm not even going to mention the name. Uh, We are, and also, don't forget, ladies, we have uh, $50, $50 for the first 
new lady callers this morning. Julie has already called this morning, and she won her $50. We're going to go to Howard, who is giving us a call. And uh, Howard's a regular caller from Jupiter. Good morning, yeah, Howard. Uh, good morning. Uh, happy Easter. Another uh, Howard. Fine. Hey, happy how you Easter. doing? Happy Passover. Yeah. Okay, great. great. Okay, I have a uh, question for you. Uh, okay. Did you hear about insurance companies not uh, wanting to uh, insure Hyundai's because they're, they're bad? I heard this two, years, two weeks ago. I don't know how yeah. true it is. Yeah, Hyundai and Kia. It's, uh, they're just they're so easy to steal that uh, they're they're afraid, and I don't blame them. I mean, uh, they're the only two. Actually, it's one manufacturer. Uh, they own both companies. And uh, they just never made the upgrades, which are the upgrades now in anti-theft are remarkable. It's really hard to steal a car today unless it's a Kia or a Hyundai. So those particular year models, uh, the insurance companies are being smart. They're going to say, we won't insure them. Yeah, but like, can you, Rick, can you explain exactly uh, why they're being, uh, why they, they could be, they, a person could steal a very easily now. I, I, I mean, to me, uh, in New York City, there used to be guys that uh, had a certain machine or something, and they were able to calibrate uh, <clears throat> the car so they could, they were able to get in. Uh, but cars have progressed so much now that, that that's impossible. So what makes the, uh, the, the Hyundai easy to steal? What, what exactly is the... Uh, uh, the, the problem there. They don't use locks. Um, They're using very old technology, <laughs> and it's it's a technology that's very easy to get around. Uh, like their immobilizer system just can be defeated uh, without really needing any special high-tech spy equipment to do yeah. it. And it just, unfortunately, their, their systems are, are you know, very amateurish. They're, they're elementary and I'll read from Colonel Google. Why are thieves go. targeting Hyundais and Kias? Many modern Hyundais and Kias lack a useful anti-theft device called an immobilizer, which prevents a vehicle from starting when someone attempts to use a key or key fob that doesn't match the car um, key. So it's just uh, they, they saved a lot of money yeah. on not spending on some technology that should be vital and required in a car. I just read an article about this device that was banned by Amazon. It's called the Flipper One. Did you hear about this? No. I never heard about it until I read the article. It was a little device. They sold them by the millions on Amazon, and they could be used to skim credit cards, open garage doors, mm -hmm. open car doors that didn't have the high, the, the newer generation um, you know, rolling uh, the code encryption and yeah. what they call rolling codes. But I thought I was pretty horrified that I thought something was being sold for years for like twenty bucks that. Millions of people could buy and steal your credit cards in your car. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Yes. Even today, you can go on Amazon and buy a set of lock picks, and you can go on YouTube and find all kinds of uh, uh, videos on how to use them. How to break in the cars and, and houses. How did cars, answer houses. your question? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I never thought you had this much uh, information about it. I, got Google. I didn't have any information. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you uh, do, I Howard. have Google also, but I, 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 I didn't Google, so my my fault. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much for the, uh, all the information. As always, you guys are great, and I'll call you up next week.
Thanks, oh, Howard. Thank you, Howard. Thanks, Howard. And Howard, uh, you, uh, you probably hung up, but you can listen on the no, radio. I, didn't. Uh, I, did, I didn't mean to put you down for calling. That was a great question. And the fact that I got it on Google. The fact of the matter is that uh, I don't know what percent of the planet. It's got to be at least 50% of the population are, are like me. I uh, Either Stu has to remind me or Nancy. Uh, I say, now, what, how am I going to do this? And they'll say, Google it. And I go, duh. I mean, uh, it's not in my nature. It's that's the way I was born and raised and educated. I mean, you know, I, I, when I went to school, I used a slide rule. I didn't even have a calculator. So what's Google? And my mind won't adjust to the fact that we have almost every answer in the world available to us online. Not just Google, but there's a many sources. You can relax your brain. And I'm glad you, call, you made the call, Howard, because, as I say, most of the audience is not going to Google these things. I mean, when Google finally takes over, there will be no more Earl and cars because you'll have all the answers. Well, ChatGPT is practically there. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Yeah. Great to hear from you, Howard. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, I need one more lady caller to win herself a new lady caller to win herself $50 this morning and uh, while I'm on the topic ladies uh, did you know that there's more being done uh, to make women safe in cars Um, but why not be bolder why don't we do more why don't we have you know women being as safe as men um, it's uh, it, it's it's a win-win situation, and uh, also, did you know that the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety has found that female drivers have about twice the odds of suffering from a severe injury in a frontal <coughs> crash? Also, women suffer more injuries to their lower extremities, and uh, that was in the uh, April third edition of uh, automotive news and uh, here's an interesting site you might want to go to anyone ladies men and uh, that is uh, the auto professor the auto professor website provides a new vehicle safety rating system called auto grades based on a on crash statistics which includes safety information pertaining to age and gender gender that'll take you a long way so uh, maybe you could go to the auto professor uh, on your pc and pull up that website the auto professor 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 okay uh now back to the recovering car dealer let's get to some text we got any text too yeah we do we got Anne marie's uh kickoff text waiting for us uh she says good morning the pandemic played havoc with the supply chains it limited availability of vehicles for several years it appears that things are finally improving and more vehicles are arriving at dealerships now since you're a toyota dealer i'll limit my questions to toyotas Uh, one which models are the easiest or fastest to get right now and two which take the longest to get uh, the, the general answer is the cars that they make more of um, get here faster. And I can give you an example because I actually pulled up our, uh, our wholesale uh, um, estimate for the next uh, 90 days or so. So in the next 90 days, we're going to get about 350 um, Toyotas allocated to us. And just I'm looking at the numbers here. So out of all those, we're going to get uh, 37 Corollas, 58 RAV4s, uh, 21 two-wheel drive Tacomas. 
but then I'm looking at the same list. We're going to get one Prius. Um, no Prius primes. But well, that's how many cars we're going to get. No, I'm telling. I'm saying. Yeah. This, so yeah. that the, the answer is Corollas um, are fastest to get. Camrys, uh, regular Rav4s, but the, the plug-ins, hybrids. Well, let me interrupt one more time. Sure. It, uh, it, the hardest to get, and it, the question is, the reason Toyota builds a lot of Corollas is because there's a whole lot of people want to buy them. So if I'm a Corolla buyer, am I going to be able to buy a Corolla yeah, a lot I'm, faster? I'm than trying to explain that. Okay. So we're filling those orders. Um, every single month, there's 37 people who are waiting for Corollas or getting them. So mm -hmm. it's only taken a, um, a, a month or so to get a Corolla. Hmm. Um, a, uh, a Venza, which is a, a hybrid crossover, um, in that three-month period, there's only going to be one delivered to our dealership. That means for the dozens and dozens of people waiting, only one of them are going to get a Corolla. Yeah. I mean, get a, a Venza if they're waiting for and a Corolla. And, of course, the same thing yeah. would apply to accessories and colors, you know, to pick a Corolla that is fairly popular. Yeah. It's the fastest way to get a car. If you just had to get a car, you'd say, "Give me, a, I need a car in any color, any price, and yeah. we get you get one right then. Yeah. Um, if you wanted a particular model, be brought on the colors and equipments, even trim levels, if you're not particular about what you want to get. Say, um, I have a very, very... Uh, broad, give me a lot of options, and, I, and you'll get one. So. Yeah, that's a good point, Stu, uh, because I think there's really a lot of uh, a lot of consumers who don't realize whenever they get into the detail of the car that they want uh, shocking pink or something, um, mm -hmm. it is really going to slow down Are the you process. About my shirt? Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you if you want a, if you need a car and you want a car right now, um, uh, you just, can get one. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll get one if you just don't have to have so many particular. Hey, Sue, you just answered questions for three of my YouTubers here. Okay. Um, but the one question I also have here is, uh, from Toyota Tacoma 1952, what's the average time to get a new Toyota Sienna or mm. a Highlander Hybrid XLE? He'd like to purchase one, but he doesn't want to wait eight months to a year to get it. Um, start looking at possibly used ones, but you're going to be, like we were just talking about earlier, the prices are pretty high. Um, yeah, and what, what Stu and Rick are talking about is is the price, uh, a fair price, a reasonable price, which is not uh, by today's standards. So if you find the car you want on the showroom floor of the dealer, uh, there could be the reason that he's asking $10,000 over sticker and or, or even higher. The dealers that want the, the dealers that have highly desirable cars on the showroom are charging highly undesirable prices. If you want to buy a car at a fair price, then kick in to what's popular and how long it'll take to order it to come in. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're set on those, possibly a used one would be a quicker way to, to, to do it because. Um, because you're looking at these Siennas, I mean, they've picked up production and also have some information. Like, for example, uh, we were talking about how they've, they're making, Amory mentioned in her text, how their um, production's picking up the supply chains or um, are getting more free. Uh, we know that in the second half of the year, for example, RAV4 hybrids, which are pretty tough to get right now, are, looks like they're almost doubling in production in the second half of the year. So we're going to get more. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we'll probably be getting more news like that um, as as time goes by because that was actually surprising to me to see how many um, Rav hybrids um, are going to be um, being made um, in the second half. So yeah, stick to um, the bread and butter cars, nothing special, and you can get them quicker. Cool. All right. Uh, let's see another text. I have one for for you, uh, Mr. Stewart. Um, Earl, where are you from before Florida? How long have you been in the car business? Before Florida, 
I was not on the planet or the universe. Right, you didn't exist. So I was born in Fort Lauderdale, 1940. And how long have you been in the car business? I know uh, these answers, but <laughs> this is directed towards yeah, you. Sue handles my biographies. Uh, 1968. He, was, he went in the car business um, approximately five months after I was born. Yeah. So I actually knew him as an engineer. Stuart Pontiac, 1928 <laughs> South Dixie and West Palm Beach. Telephone, Temple 234555. Okay, here's another text. This is from Sandy. She says, I purchased a 2023 Sienna in December. We were just talking about these. And received only one key fob. And was told the second one will be mailed to me by Toyota and haven't received it yet. Do you have an idea when they're getting sent out? And I texted uh, to find out. We were told four to six months, um, so you're close. So we're about four months since then. So, um, but uh, we could probably make a call, and I will make an announcement next week if I hear anything, or just call, you know, call me or call the call the dealership. Uh, we'll see if we got any notifications. But we were told four to six months, and I think I'm caught up on text. Okay, Rick. Well, that I, actually, uh, Robert Gardner had been asking that question about Earl, so I guess he got on both the comments there uh that leaves me with pretty much just one from guy larrabee he says good morning what do you think of toyota's new president doubling down on hydrogen no existing infrastructure and praising tesla's no dealer model well uh i go back to what i said last week and a lot of people didn't hear what i said last week which is this um, I don't, I, I, I'm afraid to count Toyota out. My personal opinion is the hydrogen route is the wrong route. Rick told me this morning, I didn't even know this, that Toyota is going to be building a hydrogen burning car, meaning you fill up with hydrogen uh, in addition to the hydrogen fuel cell, which would be an electric vehicle. Uh, they have got uh, tremendous insight. The thing that some companies uh, like Toyota have, they have the ability to look into the future and not worry about the short run. In order not to worry about the short run, you got to have a lot of money, folks. I mean, <laughs> you, you got to be able to suffer uh, some really downswings. And Toyota is really taking a huge gamble by not jumping on the EV Express. So you, I, th I think I think that they shifted towards that. They're just not letting go of hydrogen. Well, yeah, yeah, but they're not shifting much. And uh, it, it reminds me of the days of Prius. I can go back and see in my mind's eye people laughing. I remember the president, General Motors. He was bringing down the the house at the speeches about this Prius. Uh, this Prius is going to be a hybrid. Uh, what a joke that is! And look at it. It really looks stupid. And blah uh, blah 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 blah, and everybody thought it was a joke. Well, the rest is history. So don't count Toyota out, Rick. One of the comments that I saw on that was that they're also looking at the idea that uh, hydrogen fuel cell cars and hydrogen combustion engines would not require the major amounts of lithium and course, nickel yeah. metal hydride yeah, yeah. batteries. So these are issues that they're. They're looking at for well, the, I, I, the long, long-term I'll say this also. Uh, Toyota has also has a conscience, believe it or not. And uh, it's a corporate, uh, a huge corporation with a conscience. And they are thinking about the carbon footprint. And they're thinking about the global warming. And this is such a political subject that I don't even like to bring it up on the air because, you know, you got, you got them that's for it and them that's against it, and they hate each other. Well, uh, 
I I know what I feel, and uh, I know I think I know what Toyota feels, and I think that I think that you know I'm not going to worry about this because I'm 82 years old, uh, but my great grandchildren are going to worry about it, and I think this will be one hell of a lot better planet uh, for my great grandchildren if we didn't start if we did if we hit reduced the carbon footprint much much greater and faster than we're now doing. And I think Toyota's looking at it as. They're not worrying about the great-grandchildren. They're looking at the great-great-great-great-grandchildren. They're, they're really taking a long view on I'll this. I'll call you and raise your this, one great. So. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. <laughs> but it, it just seems they're, they're really doing the long-term view. They're, they're looking long. So, hey, it's uh, hey, um, refreshing. Uh, it is definitely. Uh, Stu, do you think it's because of uh, Kochi? Sato, uh, that they're being a whole lot more aggressive because he's younger and has, you know, so much input, so much intelligence yeah. because of his age. I was thinking so. I, I, I always thought that um, um, Akio was young <laughs> and uh, like the young, fresh blood for Toyota. And it kind of turns out, I think we're cl I'm close, in, close to age with as Akio. We're in the, both in our 50s. I think Akio might be a little bit older than me, but it turns out we're no longer the young kids anymore. So the yeah, we're fascinated with Toyota because we're Toyota dealers, and uh, so that uh, simple answer is uh, I think uh, Toyota is making the wrong choice, but I also think Toyota of the past has proven the, to be a hell of a lot smarter than I am. So I, I hope I'm I'm wrong, or I, I don't know. Maybe I hope I'm right. I don't care. It's interesting also that Koji Sato is also praising Tesla's no dealer model i wonder if toyota wants to try to follow that themselves and well, not I'll, have say dealers. This, I'll say this and Stu's talk about the fact that the, the top dog in toyota is saying i really like tesla's no dealer model uh no other manufacturer uh would say that but they all believe the same thing the manufacturers uh they're they're they're, they're between a rock and a hard place they created a monster with car dealerships and they hate it and in the in the uh, room that has been debugged, so there's an electronic listing devices, and the door is closed and it's soundproof. All these CEOs of all these manufacturers saying, "How the hell are we going to get rid of these car dealers?" And uh, and they don't dare do it because right now they'd be biting the hand that feeds them. Mm -hmm. They need the car dealers right now, but they know it's not in the future dealing of the cars. This ain't going to happen. Dot com. So so we're going to have a major revolution. And car dealers, as we know them today, are going to be like Tyrannosaurus Rex. They are not going to be around anymore. With lips. Yeah, with lips. <laughs> okay, uh, let's switch gears for a minute. Um, I'm going to talk about female car buyers and uh, what is uh, the most popular and what what is just not the most favorable to them. Uh, Ram, GMC, Ford, Tesla, and Dodge have the lowest female buyer representation. Now, I'm not sure how accurate that is because i see it a little bit differently but that's another show uh the most popular with women is uh these these brands are the highest female buyer representation and uh, it starts out with buick mitsubishi uh it goes to the mini the lexus the infinity the mazda the kia and the industry industry average uh and uh, it's, it's very interesting what women like and what they don't like. Anyway, they're being uh, looked at and uh, people, the auto industry is taking them seriously. On another note, I have $50 for one more new female caller. 
our telephone number here is if you have any any questions at all if you have any texts you can get in touch with us with youtube with facebook there's a number of ways our number is 877-960-9960 and you can also text us at 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback.com now back to the recovering car dealer uh, nancy spoke earlier about safety and cars designed for people not just for men uh, and the uh, increased risk, death rate, injury rate in most cars to women over men. And she also mentioned uh, the website, theautoprofessor.com, the, the T-H-E, theautoprofessor.com. I didn't know about this. It was featured in Automotive News from a letter written to the editor of this week's Automotive News, and that letter uh, was regarding a woman that I haven't heard of, Norma H-U-B-L-E. I'm ashamed to tell you, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Is it Hubble or Hubble? I'm going to say Hubble. And uh, she's also on public radio. Now, she has, this website is amazing. If I were a woman, in fact, I already wrote it down, so write it down. This website is just theautoprofessor.com kind of easy to remember the auto professor i feel like i'd like to be called the auto professor but i'm not so remember theautoprofessor.com if you're a woman go to our website it, it, it isn't a bunch of reading to do just pick out the car that you're thinking about uh, buying or, 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 or several cars they give you the safety rating of women in these cars I didn't know this website existed until it was mentioned in Automotive News. So uh, right now, as your regular listeners of the show know, uh, cars are designed by men, they're built by men, they're sold by men. I mean, it's just a shame. They just forgot about the women and the whole process. So because women are built differently than we are, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that in a crash, they're going to get injured. And they get injured far more often, far more seriously, and in some cars more than others. So if you're thinking about buying a Honda Accord or a Chevrolet Corvette or a Toyota Corolla or a Rolls-Royce, whatever you're thinking about buying, go to theautoprofessor.com, put the uh, car in, and they'll tell you how it compares in safety. I mean, what, what could be more important? Or how about you have women in your family are you you know sisters uh, uh you know uh, aunts uh, you know, anybody it doesn't have to be women don't but if, if you have a woman riding in your car don't you want to be safe i mean if i were uber if i owned uber or i own lyft or i own some big fleet i'd be bragging about the fact that i only use cars in my fleet that are safe for women and you manufacturers out there, you morons, they're still building cars today, just ignoring the safety of women. Boy, you want to get you want to get edge. You know, all, all you manufacturers, you hate Tesla, uh, uh, or Ford hates uh, Chevy, and uh, everybody's competing. But what you're forgetting, half the buyers out there are women, and you're building unsafe cars. So that's my rant. I thank you for that, and so does everyone out there that's listening. Um, I mentioned earlier you're a big part of the show. We certainly appreciate you, and we learn so much from you. Uh, give us a call toll-free uh, if you would like to ask any questions at all or advise us 
uh, on uh, what we don't know. Our number here is 877-960-9960, and you can also text us at 772-497-6530. I'm going to go back to the phones, and uh, we have a few that are lined up here, and uh, I'd like everyone to be patient. I'll get to you. And uh, I have uh, Nancy on the line, and um, I have uh, Shelly on the line, so hang on. Renee. Good morning, Nancy. Welcome back. Hello? Hello. Welcome back, Nancy. Oh, it's Renee. My name is Renee. Oh, Renee? Um, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Renee, where are you calling from? Yeah, I was asking Jeremy about Nancy because you guys are good. Uh, Um, Thank you. You're welcome. I have a question on uh, recalls. Okay. How does one know? Now, I've wanted to know this for years, and I just forgot about asking anybody. So, can you please, John? I'm asking. I I get distracted here by somebody. So, how do you know when there's a recall if you have a hundred people or fifty or a thousand and they have a problem with the car, your car, the same thing, and they don't call in? Yeah. Does the manufacturer? Yeah. Bring it's it real up? easy. Um, it, it's real easy for you to check on that. And I'm gonna uh, ask uh, Rick to uh, address that. And it has everything to do with your VIN number. There's two, there's two ways to go about it. The first one is simply go right online, ismycarrecalled.com, and safercar.gov. Yeah, you only need one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, safercar.gov, just put in the VIN, which you can get that right on your uh, insurance card, or there's also a couple spots that are easy to see it on your car. If you open the driver's side door on the body, you'll see a sticker that will have that VIN. Uh-huh. And type that in on the website, and it will tell you if there are any safety recalls that have been issued for your car. <clears throat> well, well uh, uh, excuse me, but what happens if it's not listed and nobody knows, the manufacturer doesn't know there's a problem? Are they honest, the manufacturer or the dealers or whoever is responsible, to tell the consumer? Or do we have to report it And when they have a 1,000 people? Like, what's the how, do, how no, does it become a recall? Well, oh, it, there's, there's no, no law for them to dis- disclose it. It's, uh, oh. Right, oh. but if, if there is a recall already issued for your car mm-hmm. and you go to the dealership, you can ask them to run your VIN, and if there are any open recalls, They will look and find them, and they'll be more than happy to do them because the manufacturer pays the dealership to do those recalls. They get paid pretty well. They don't have to answer a whole bunch of questions. They don't have to prove anything on warranty. They simply do the recall, and it's it's quick and simple. And as a technician, I'd rather do a, a simple recall because I don't have to diagnose anything. I simply do what the the paperwork tells me to do, and I'm done. Uh, now, on if there if you have a problem that your car has not gotten recalled, but it, you think there might be a problem with the car, that's where you have to actually go in and have it diagnosed. Um, oh, it's the dealer. You mean to go to the dealer where you or a pro, or or well, any mechanic can diagnose the car for you. Uh, but if if you think it's something that is covered under warranty or under a recall. Then you've got to go through the dealer. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. And if you have a, I have a vintage car thingy, and the, it's there's no statue. Like, say you get a, like a vintage Mustang or something, and there was a recall on it. We're past the limits, right? Like, if no. you're past, oh, you're safety, not. Safety recalls. If it's a safety recall that is on safercar.gov, where the government has told them you must have this recall available on this car. That car is under recall forever, and wow. they're required to be able to do that recall even like 15 years yeah. later, what 20 year, years later. What year is your vintage car? 69 uh, Shelby and a 66 I, I doubt there's any open recalls on 69 Shelbys. Yeah, they, they really didn't six? even have them back then. Yeah. <laughs> I had a 66, though, pony. It's a regular. Yeah, like, you're not going to have any warranty here. or recall um, repair on that vehicle. Uh, no. And a must, what about the 66 convertible Mustang, like it, just it, the 289 worse. Hypo? Nope. No, again, th- th- uh, those are cars that what you want to do is. Go out there this weekend, wash and wax them and make them shine like brand new pearls. <laughs> and then give me a call so I can come over because you got two of them and we can take them out for a nice drive to really give them a little Aww. bit of exercise. Um, I'll take the convertible. I love those. What do you I'll think about that, Renee? <laughs> You're funny. Thank you. My, hus- my, my husband has the 442. Uh-huh. The four on the floor, four barrel, dual exhaust. I'm really into cars. Wow. I eat, sleep, and breathe cars, and I love your show. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. We thank have you. such fun talking to you, and uh, I hope that uh, safe, safecar.gov uh, helps you out. Give us a call again. We'd love to hear from you. Renee, are, are you a first-time caller? I'm a second. I called last year, and um, you guys answered my questions fantastically. So I called ah. again this year. Yeah. Awesome. Good yeah. to hear from you again. Same here. Keep it up. Kudos. Well, thank you so much, Renee. And thanks for supporting the ladies here at Earl Stewart on Cars. Give us a call again. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Uh, We're going to go to Shelly, who is a first-time caller, and uh, she's from New York. Good morning, Shelly. Hi. How are you? We're well, thank you. Shelly, stay on the phone after we're done talking and talk with Jeremy and give him your contact information. He'll pass it along to me, and I will write you out a check and mail it to you. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're Um, welcome. What can we do for you this morning? Sure. My dad simply loves your show. He's calling. He lives in West Palm, and he says, hey, you better call them and ask them the question. I just bought a Kia Soul, love my car, 2023. But then I hear on the news that they are Stealing these cars left and right. Do you know if Kia's doing anything to, you know, kind of make the car <laughs> more safe? Uh, say, safer? <laughs> safer. And, yeah. and It is a really safe car right now. I don't know how people are getting in. Be, besides, the features are beyond. Like, I can't even tell you. Yes, exactly. Uh, you want to know whether they're doing anything to keep the car, you know, uh, in your possession, number one, and locked up. And, uh, and yes. everything, uh, well, you heard about insurance for Kia uh, and yes. for Hyundai, and uh, it doesn't exist. But uh, I'll let Rick talk uh, to you about the safety of your vehicle. Yeah, okay. uh, right now I'm not aware of Kia doing anything retroactively to try to help prevent those 
Um, things that you can do are install a good aftermarket alarm system uh, okay. with a, uh, like a, a kill switch, something that will oh, disable okay. the ignition. Um, that's really the best options that you might have. Right. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I appreciate it because I didn't think, I mean, when I bought the car, like I said, I've had it for only two months, and the safety features are amazing. And then I'm driving, and I hear, thank goodness I already have insurance for the car, but I didn't think it could get any safer, and now they're stealing them left and right. Mm. I'm telling you. If it's not no, one thing, it's, it's true. It's a, oftentimes, the inexpensive anti-theft device is something that tricks the potential thief into thinking there is a uh, device, even if there isn't one. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have decals for your car, this this car uh, protected by anti-theft device, and of course the cheap one is the old post that you can use to tie, you know, lock your steering wheel. But anything you do toward making the potential crook who's coming to steal your car, he's going to go to the one parked next to you that doesn't have the decals on, even though it might have the theft device that the other, yours doesn't have, he's still going to avoid your car. Right. That that yeah. steering wheel club that Earl mentioned, I, I loved how people were all about, well, yeah, but all they got to do is take some liquid nitrogen and put in the lock, and then they break the lock. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wonder, Earl, how, how often do you walk around with liquid nitrogen in your pocket? <laughs> Never leave home alone. Right. Huh? And he's a chemist. <laughs> Good point. Well, uh, Shelly, uh, thanks so much for giving us a call. And spread the word that uh, we just want to, uh, you know, build this uh, caller base for ladies. Make them okay. just as important. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Shelly. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. All righty. 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Howard, who's holding in Fort Lauderdale. We've had uh, a run of Howards this morning. Howard number three. Come on down. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, I'm going to turn down my radio. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't want to. Uh, uh, my, my name. Hello? Yes, we're here. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. My name is Howard. I've been selling Kia's uh, 30 years. I'm 52 years old. The, the car, um, I remember when they were, I was selling Sophia Kias. Um, they were like $1,299 at the time, $12,999. Yeah. I was selling them. I got a Kia. I love Kia so much. I got a 2016 Optima. The car um, had an oil consumption problem in the motor. I'm the second owner of the car. I bought the car with only 12,000 miles on it at Gunther Kia over there in um, Hollywood. Um, I've, I, I love this car. So what I did was I, you know, always got the oil changed, and I've, I've always had the records on when I did the oil change. So when I went to the dealership and um, Rick Case over there in Sunrise, I live in Sunrise, mm -hmm. they, um, they wanted proof that I did the oil changes. They, that's, that's what they mm -hmm. requested. So I got all the proof. I, I went to the, the oil place. I didn't get the oil changes done at, at Kia. I got them done in another place um, that I trusted. And uh, they, um, they gave me all the paperwork, went there, and um, they, they, um, they told me at first they weren't going to do it because of the, the mileage. But I only, I, I bought, I'm the second owner, so at 58,000 miles, 
it was still good, and I proved it. And Kia put a brand new motor in this car. Um, I just want to thank Kia. I've been, uh, you know, I love Kia. They're, they're just they're, they ride like Mercedes. They're they're, they're the best. Well, Howard, I agree so, with uh, you. As a matter of fact, uh, I think that uh, Kia is finally Kia and Hyundai both. Uh, have reached uh, uh, very high status in consumer demand. Uh, interestingly enough, last year m uh, more Kia dealerships were were sold, Kia and Hyundai dealerships, than ever before. Uh, uh, the dealers are starting to realize now that it's a great car, high quality Kia Hyundai. This thing with the theft, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about it, and they should it shouldn't have happened to Kia. But in terms of quality, reliability, look at Consumer Reports. You're absolutely right. Kia is a fine product. Rick, Rick, can I just say one more thing to what you just said? Sure. As far as that goes, I got a letter in the mail from Kia, and they're, they're, they, they sent the anti-theft thing, and they told me to bring the car to the dealership, like you said, um, about fixing the problem. Like, all they need to do is run the VIN. They, they sent me the letter that's stated in that, and I have Geico insurance. I pay. I've never had a DUI, never had a ticket. I'm 52 years old, and my insurance is $40 a month. Wow, that's so, pretty good. I mean, I, 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 I'm just a little confused on some of these people saying that, they, that the insurance uh, will cancel them. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the hottest spot of theft. I'm in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Sunrise area. And um, let me tell you something. This, this car, I, I, I've actually, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you guys this, but I've actually been thrown out of my house with my girlfriend and I. And I've slept in this car for three days. Ah. It's it's a comfortable car. It's, no it's, kidding. <laughs> was it, I what, hate was it the girlfriend's house or your house? No, it's my house, but I oh, left. Boy. I took off. <laughs> You're a real but gentleman. I love you guys. I, I love you guys. I hear you. You know, this is I love talk radio, and and um, you guys are awesome, and I appreciate everything you guys ever say. You're you're on point. Oh, oh thanks so much, Howard. And, uh, Howard, yes, uh, yes. how much did you say your insurance was? And you're fifty two. Uh, I, I pay forty five dollars a month with Incredible. Geico, and, and I and I have a five hundred dollar deductible. Hmm. So Great. I mean, uh, you know, the people that are saying that their insurance is this and that, you, you know, it, it, there's a back backstory to that because maybe their driving record's too high. Not not the fact that it's uh, a, a theft car. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. On the other side of the story. <laughs> there's a lot. There's um, a lot of factors. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I love you guys, and have a great day, and happy Easter. Happy Thank Easter, you. Howard. It was great talking uh, to you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we're going to go to John. John's a special caller. He calls us from Palm City every week. Good morning, John. Good morning. Two topics came up concerning me. Uh, one was a 69 Chevy. The second is oil consumption. For 60 years, I've been buying brand-new Chevrolets. I was a General Motors man. And in 1969, Rick would appreciate that, I had an SS396, brand-new Chevelle SS396 with a Muncie four-speed. Oh, the heavy Chevy. Oh, my God. Every 200 to 250 miles, it burnt a quarter of oil. So what into Chevrolet? What did they determine? A brand-new short-block engine. Brand spanking new, but still did the same problem. Hmm. Guess what? They took the cylinder heads from the old engine and put them back on that engine, and it was valve seals. 
Oh, so yeah. I've got to, yeah, that's why you need a good mechanic, because that's a waste of money and time. And from then on in, I stopped buying Chevrolets and General Motors cars, and I just want to tell you something. The car I drive today, it's a Toyota Corolla. I went and looked up my original bill of sales. I bought it in 8476, a Corolla station wagon. Earl will sit down for this one, the price. The oldest Toyota dealer in the United States, it was Lincoln Avenue Motors in Jamesburg, New Jersey. Wow. I don't have the manufacturer's MSRP, but my bill of sale, 4068 $370 for the air condition, a total of forty-four thirty-eight, <laughs> and only a $20 uh, registration temporary <laughs> tag because I was a resident of New York State. It was not only the best car that I ever owned, no problems at all, but it was purchased at this oldest Toyota dealer from the owner directly, and he told me, I will give you a guarantee you will love Toyotas, if you are unsatisfied with this car in any way up to 30 days, return it to me free, and I'll give you the check that you, you bought it with the credit union. And ever since then, I have purchased nothing but Toyota Corollas. That's the car I drive now. I've never had any problems with them uh, other than doing uh, regular maintenance, uh, brakes, you know, uh, tires, batteries, and fantastic cars. I can't tell you. Anything better, in my opinion, that's on the road. And Toyota Corolla is number one in mine, and it's the car I drive. And I want to just tell you something. In November, I was on a cruise, and it covers six countries. And six of those countries, when I stopped in the ports, I asked the original you know, owners of cars, and well, it's different brands of Toyotas in those places. And guess what they told me? The number one car in their mind is a Toyota. And that's exactly what the one that puzzled me completely in the Grand Cayman Islands. That's uh, British owned, and it's right-hand drive. Yeah. Well, guess what? The Toyotas that were in there, for some reason, allowed they allowed the left-hand drive. That was a, like a mystery to me. But by far, people that I spoke to said number one car, Toyota. I can I can honestly tell you, from my experience of. Just noticing cars on the road. Some of the oldest cars I see still going are Corollas, and they still Let's be careful. command get, a good we're price. We're getting up to be branded in infomercials, so yeah. we have to be careful there. Absolutely, I agree with you. There are <laughs> other fine cars that are out there, no, no question about it. Honda, Kia, we just talked about Hyundai. Oh. Yeah, there, there's some amazing uh, quality cars out there, and yeah, American cars, too. I know you never bought a Chevrolet again, but I promise you, John, if you bought a Chevrolet today, uh, you would be blown away. The Chevrolet is a high-quality vehicle. It's just uh, quality has made a, a, you know, a quantum leap in, in, in just the past few years. And it's sad that Buick and Oldsmobile were discontinued. Also great cars, in yeah, my opinion, yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely good point. There's so much competition out there. You're absolutely right, John. And uh, there's there's so much uh, to look at with uh, some amazing new features, safety features. And uh, the auto industry has certainly become, uh, well, they're really putting they're really putting vehicles out there uh, that can really accommodate each and every one of us. If a bad car was built today, it wouldn't be around. A no. Yugo was a perfect example. Absolutely. Okay, guys, 
Happy Easter. Happy, Happy Easter. Easter, John. It was great hearing from you. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Our number here is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Marty in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you today? We're great. Okay. Nice uh, to hear from I you. I have a question for either Rick or Stu. Okay. My car that I ordered in March of 22 is now supposed to be coming in oh uh, in May. It's supposed to be coming in in May, the beginning of May. That's what they it's say. It's a hybrid Camry XLE. Hmm. My question is, since I've never had a uh, hybrid before, a few hybrids I've driven in, I hear sort of like a whining no- noise. Not that I'm whining, but <laughs> I hear a whining noise, and I'm just wondering, is that, is that normal, or, is, or do I have to bring it back already once I get it and hear that noise? When are you hearing the whine? It just sounds like it's whining a little when it when it's accelerates and when you slow down. Now here's one thing it might it's not be. my car, though. The reason I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna speculate here um, before then Rick will jump in. The hybrids emit a a high frequency sound uh, to give it noise because when they're in that battery mode. So when you start off slow and the and the electric motor is not running or you're pulling into a driveway and you're it's all EV, it's silent and you would possibly sneak up on somebody and kill them. So it makes this what I describe as an otherworldly demonic howl. Um, that kind of like this, and I can hear my, if I'm in the backyard and my wife or my son pull up in their hybrids, I hear this high, this whiny sound, and it's designed to alert animals and pedestrians. Um, um, that's what I think it is, but Rick, if there could be an issue that... Um, Especially in reverse, Yeah. because 90% of the time when hybrids are in reverse, the gasoline engine shuts off. So you get this wailing sound. Yeah. And at one point... It's literally made by a speaker. Yes. Yeah, it's, at, at, at one point, they were going to make it a customizable sound. Right. Like so you jungle could noises, choose your own. Like bongos right. and, and parrots and crickets and things like that. <laughs> but really. they, they decided, no, let's, let's go with this standardized sound so that anyone who hears it would we'll recognize this a, is a hybrid. Yeah, it is kind of spooky. Does that sound like what we're uh, what you're describing? Uh, okay. Well, what I'm saying is I don't have the car yet until May. So, but I'm saying I've been in a couple. Oh yeah, of yeah. Hybrids. Yours is going to do May. that too. Okay, so I don't have to bring it in saying, "Oh, what's wrong with it?" Nope. No, and, and unless it's something else like they're. I mean, the electric uh, yeah. motors do make a little bit of noise. Uh, can make a high pitched noise. That's the electric motors, yeah. and that's going to be normal. Yeah. They, you know, everything that moves is going to make a little bit of noise. Okay. You ought to see me and first thing in the morning. I make a lot of noise. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted to tell you, in my last General Motors car was in 2000. So for the last 23 years, I've either had Accords originally and then went all to Toyotas. We had Buicks that had transmission problems. So no matter what you say, that the Buick might be a wonderful car today, I'd never buy another Buick. Yeah, once you go Toyota, <laughs> once you go to Toyota, and you have no problems for 20 years, I yeah. think you stick to Toyota. Yeah, stick good with point. What works. 
Marty, it's always great talking to you. And uh, all I all can right, say I'm, I'm, is that your your car is right around the corner. All right, it's it's in sight now. Yeah, I, exactly. Right. We'll try not to sell it to somebody else for more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to get there. I might have to sleep over there to make sure. Marty, you'll be there before the car gets there. Yeah. We'll I check in next week for your money. weekly update, too. If I see yeah. a tent pitched, I'll know it's you. Yeah, I, I told the salesman to make sure it doesn't fall off the truck. <laughs> That's happened before, not to scare have, you. Have yeah. a great weekend, Marty. All right, have a happy Easter. Thank Thank you. Happy okay. Easter to you, too. Bye. Uh, Bye. We're going to go to East Tennessee, where we're going to be talking to Casey. Good morning, East Casey. Tennessee. Well, good morning, y'all. How are you doing today? Welcome mm-hmm. from East Tennessee. Yes. Hey, I've got a question probably for Stu, and uh, not sure quite how to frame it, but I'm getting ready to buy a car. Um, excellent credit, and I'll put about 10000 down. I wanted to know kind of the back, the, the F&I office, when they are looking for financing, I wanted to know what I could look for in that kind of scenario. Do, do they offer better interest rates, and do the banks contend with one another to try to get that loan, or how does that work? I haven't bought a car in years. Well, the only way I would go with the, the dealer's financing is if they have a special uh, incentive financing, you know, like you'll see, you know, 1.9% or 2.9%. Back in the okay. in cr- less crazy days, it was 0% all the time. Um, that's Those are legit as long as it's coming from their manufacturer. Um, your, the question you had, exactly right. They, um, dealers will also work with a lot of other banks that aren't there, um, like Ford or Toyota, and, um, and they will, uh, the bank that benefits the dealer the most is generally what they'll go with, um, and they'll make, they'll make a profit on the spread on the interest rate. So um, I'll turn it over to Earl, because this is really up his alley, but looking at your own lender or credit union is, uh, would be the way to go if there's not incentive financing available. Now, Casey, yeah. the uh, F&I office, uh, they call it the box dealers among themselves. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it is in the torture chamber and cool hand Luke. It's a place that <laughs> on, in normal times, car dealers make far more money per car in the, in the box in the F&I department. And your interest rate would be higher and you would probably be sold or maybe not even realize you were sold products uh, that you don't need. So, yeah. Yeah. Stu said it perfectly, uh, credit union or your bank, and I would go with a credit union. I didn't really press them. If you're not a member of a credit union, you can join one. There's There are a number of quality credit unions that for a, a relatively small annual fee, which you'll recoup immediately in interest rate savings, for a very small annual fee, uh, you can be a, uh, be a member. And it there aren't any legitimate or there are very, very few legitimate manufacturers subsidize interest rates today. Um, and uh, you just stay out of the box. <laughs> Buy the car, okay. stay out of the box. One last question. What would what would you guys consider for a good credit and that type of thing? What would you consider a decent interest rate nowadays? Is there kind of a spread well, it's, definitely, it's definitely like it's come around, up I around six percent for, yeah. for new cars okay yeah. okay okay well that answers my questions i'll just make sure i stay out of the box or break <laughs> you'll, you'll go in there but don't get don't get beat in the box now, don't even go in there <laughs> don't go in the box <laughs> i got you yeah all right thanks so Thank much casey nice all right 
Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, we were talking earlier about Toyota. I got embarrassed because of the, uh, you know, we are a Toyota dealership, and, and, and people do like the car. They like they like Hondas and Kias. We talked about that, too. But I get nervous because this is not an infomercial. But for you, you very, very pro-patriotic American folks out there, and I'm one of them. I mean, we're all Americans. We're proud of that. And uh, it is humbling to think that uh, this uh, Japanese uh, uh, right after the World War II and the terrible, I mean, the things that happened and the attack on Pearl Harbor, Biden's. and now you're buying these uh, these Japanese cars. Hey, this is interesting about uh, about the Japanese, and and it also applies to Asia uh, because you're talking Hyundai, Kia. Uh, where do you think Toyota learned how to build a quality car? It was from an American. Yeah. And right after World War II, an American, Edward Deming. Uh, he is uh, from Wyoming, but he was an engineer, quality expert. So after World War II, I mean, there wasn't much left of Japan, but they invited him over, and he spoke to their engineers, their manufacturing people, and he explained to them how important quality was. Yeah. And they they yeah, they copied. Uh, now most of the, <laughs> the I, I think the, they even visited um, American plants prior to World War II. Yeah, probably they copied the, everything. But the point is that the manufacturers of the United States, they ignored Deming. Uh, you know, here he was an American, and, and they, they wanted to build big gas guzzlers, and they didn't care about the safety. They didn't even have seat belts. And all of a sudden, so uh, it's, uh, I guess that the moral to this story is that the best people, the best companies, are the best uh, are those that admit when they don't know something and are not afraid to take advice and seek out someone that can do better. Uh, the Japanese have an, uh, a saying, uh, Toyota, and I'm sure all the Japanese manufacturers, Honda, uh, have the saying, Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N. Kaizen is a Japanese word for continuous improvement. And it means what it says. When you, you, if you build a great car, you're not, you're not satisfied with it because next year you, you got to build a better one. And that, that one word sums up uh, the, the secret to success for, the, for Toyota, certainly, <coughs> and for a lot of the other Japanese and Asian manufacturers. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to check with Stu to see if there's any text. Yeah, we have an um, a, a anonymous feedback that came in. Quick question. Uh, we're talking a lot about Kia and Hyundai. It says, are, are Kia and Hyundai the same? Are they owned by the same company? And yes, they are. I think the parent company is Hyundai, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Kia is a, is a sub, sub brand. Well, it's separate. I'm not quite sure how it's structured, but yeah, it's the same yeah. company. Um, on text, we're all caught up. Um, actually, we're not. We have one, um, let's see here. Uh, Good morning. I will be starting the process. Uh, this is from Cindy. The text. Good morning. I'm starting the process of buying a new car in the near future via email to multiple dealerships in my region. I'm looking at buying a hybrid, so I know I'll have to get on a waiting list for a future allocation. When I send the initial email to ask for an out-the-door price, do I tell them how much I'm willing to pay? MSRP? And that's from Cindy. Well, that will kind of defeat the, the purpose because that's what all car dealers want to know uh, how much they can get out of you, how much will you pay, and uh, that gives them an idea of, uh, of what they can take in the way of profit. But, yeah. no, I would go out, I'd go online, 
uh, you, you're starting out exactly right. I wouldn't, you know, I used to say three or four car dealers. How about 30 or 40 car dealers? Uh, online is the way things are sold. You all are buying stuff on, uh, on uh, Amazon. I mean, why? I could mention a whole bunch of other online places you deal with too, but they're the 800-pound uh, gorilla. And that stuff's coming from all over. Manufacturers and dealers are starting to adapt now. So it isn't going to be unusual for you to go online and buy a car from somebody. I think the, uh, the, the separation point will be the cost of transportation. Uh, you're not going to buy, if you lived in West Palm Beach, Florida, you're not going to buy a car in Los Angeles if you have to have it trucked all the way out. It's probably not going to happen, although it does happen. It happens rarely. Yeah, but if you're looking for a, a Honda, you could probably find 500 yeah. Honda yeah. dealers within yeah. 500 miles. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, your, your online is it's what, a, what a tool for you. Uh, let's say you, you have a quote on a car that's, you know, a thousand miles away. Well, you don't want to go a thousand miles. You you don't want to ship it a thousand miles. You don't have to tell the dealers that you're dealing with uh, when you go back because that's the negotiating process. So uh, let's say you do 50 dealers, 50 Chevrolet dealers. Now, some of them you're not about to go that far to buy the car. Then you go back to the dealers closest to you. You've got all these prices. So you say. I have a price that you're negotiating online. I have this price. You don't have to tell them it's in Los Angeles and you live in West Palm Beach. Just say, I have this price. Uh, that's the way you negotiate. So you're getting a real price because you're explaining to the, all the dealers that I'm going to prepay for the car on this uh, uh, credit card or this bank draft or whatever it may be. So they know they got a real live one. They know you're going to buy a car or they're pretty damn sure. So you will get a lot of prices, trust me. And uh, y you're going to get a great price in today's you know, standards of great price. Anything below MSRP today is a great price. MSRP is a, is a good price. So, uh, yeah, uh, go online and shop, shop, shop. It'll take you two hours. I'm exaggerating. And after that, you just go back and you tell them, this is what I'll pay for the car after you have a dealer that you can buy it from. And Cindy, a bit of advice, if you're going to be emailing 50 car dealerships, um, get a new email address oh, um, yeah. and don't use your main one. Otherwise, you'll never find another email for as long as you live because you will be inundated. And make up your phone. Give them a phony yeah. phone number. Right. And like Stu says, get a, a Gmail address. It's free, a Google. Yeah. Uh, and it's just uh, it's so easy. Uh, uh, to, you can get the lowest price you're ever going to get for that your make model car just by doing what I said. All right. And I, that is it for text. Okay. Uh, Rick, do we have any from YouTube? Uh, we're a little caught up here. Um, one question that Johnny Z. Fraidley had, a, kind of an interesting thought is, uh, let me pull this, get a word for it. Let's see. Um, ah. Where would you take a car with a recall that is no longer sold in the U.S.? like Saab or Renault or something like that. And I, that actually would have me a little bit stumped. You, I would see be, it. You would be out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you can take it anywhere to get it fixed, but you're not going to get it fixed under the recall. No one's, if, there's, if, if the manufacturer's out of business, there's no one to pay for it. So you're, you're going to have to pay for it yourself. 
Uh, I, I, I ran across, I was Googling something uh, earlier in the show, and I, I learned something, like I say I do every show. Uh, do you know when the first federal recall was? When? 1966. Wow. And that was two years before I got into the car business. I didn't even, I'd never heard of recalls when I got in the car business, so I don't think there were that many recalls. Uh, also, um, there w the first recall period, not by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the first recall was over 100 years ago. And Henry Ford recalled one of his cars. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, if, if the manufacturer's gone, you got a problem. <laughs> if they're not here to take care of uh, their customers, and it's a U.S. law. Uh, even if they're still in Europe, they're not going to pay for a recall in the United States. Okay. Okay, uh, folks, I have to mention to you, um, how do you do uh, the ones that can see the backdrop the behind Earl? How do you like that? That's the uh, Cadbury mini egg car, and uh, Jonathan came up with that idea. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, I just love it. Very, very creative. Uh, we are going to uh, go to the Mystery Shopping Report, uh, but I do want to mention uh, the Florida Weekly. Um, I don't normally bring in the magazine with me, uh, but uh, don't forget, folks, that you can read Earl's all of his columns, uh, not only in the uh, Florida Weekly. I'm not sure whether you can see this or not. I'm, I'm, ho I'm holding it up. Uh, but it also in the uh, Hometown News uh, so uh, take advantage of that. Also, Earl on Cars, uh, you can go there and you can uh, read all of Earl's columns. Okay, uh, we are going to go to, would you like to go to I, I have some entertainment here. I'm going to hold up, this uh, uh, made me laugh, uh, automotive news. Uh, how many of you know who Carlos Ghosn is? G-H-S-O-N. Carlos Ghosn, regular listeners, we've talked about him a lot in the past. Uh, uh, he's, he's one of the few automotive people, in fact, one of the few people, period, to be CEO of three Fortune 500 companies at the same time. He was the idol of the auto, automotive business. Everybody, all the manufacturers, all dealers, they worshiped Carlos Ghosn. He performed these financial miracles with with uh, various manufacturers, and uh, some of them being uh, Nissan, Mitsubishi, uh, 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 Peugeot, uh, Renault, <coughs> all over. But they made a movie of his life, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, it's it's called Fall of the God of Cars. You don't want to miss that. The Fall of the God of Cars. And if you if you still don't remember Ghosn, and that's spelled funny, G-H-O-S-N, uh, he was accused by the Japanese authorities of financial misconduct in 2018. Oh, and here's the excitement. And, and he escaped on an airplane out of Japan. And uh, you know, they, he packed himself in, in some <laughs> luggage. You can't it make this stuff up. And they, they got, got through customs and security and everything. <laughs> and then uh, he flew to Lebanon. And now he's still in Lebanon. And uh, they're making a movie of his life. I haven't heard of the... Who's going to play him? Hmm? Uh, Al Pacino. Have you ever heard of... Uh, Michael Winterbottom is the name of the... Of the uh, uh, oh, the guy that starred Mark, Tony Shaloub. Oh, yeah, Tony yeah. Shaloub. Yeah. Tony, Tony Shaloub. Sha 
Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, he's a great actor. He's playing yeah. Gone. Okay? Yeah. You don't want to miss that. I mean, uh, and of course, Monk, we don't yeah. talk about it. They, they downplay what these see. Uh, I could name you so many crooked. Well, the former <laughs> uh, head of the Toyota is going to jail. I mean, I'm not Toyota. The yes, head sir. of uh, Volkswagen. Uh, Vol the, he, he, they moved him to Audi to keep him out of the way. But when he was with Volkswagen, he prepared a counterfeit phony software system so when they sent their cars to the United States and the Environmental Protection Agency sent them through uh, testing to see if they could form this this counterfeit software phony said it the, the emissions are clean and it disguised the fact he was shipping dirty emission this is the head of Volkswagen so gone he's just following in their tradition I mean it's amazing the lack of morality some of these top uh, CEOs of auto automobile manufacturers and that we don't talk about it, but I'll, we can all see the movie that comes out. Yeah, that, that automotive news is a, a really uh, not only an informative magazine, but it uh, it really has some interesting stories that uh, you don't normally hear. Uh, there's there's so much. Uh, I remember the Oscar Mayer Wiener uh, mobile uh, and it getting stolen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, wait a second. Um, really? Yeah, it did get stolen. Yes, okay. it did. And and then there was the other story about the Tesla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stopped to get their battery charged, and they were caught. Uh, they were they robbed uh, somebody. I'm, I'm not sure it was. I think it might have been a Costco. They mm. walked out with thousands and thousands of dollars of uh, merchandise. Okay, folks, <laughs> enough of this silliness. We are going to go to the mystery shopping report, and as I always say, you are an important part of grading this Mystery Shopping Report. And you can do that at 772-497-6530. Uh, we went to Margate, Florida, or at least uh, Agent Lightning did, and she shopped J.M. J. Alexis. Uh, mem remember, 772-497-6530. Just give us your vote. Okay. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, a mystery shop of J.M. Lexus. Uh, it says Margate, and it is technically Margate, but that's like, uh, uh, try Coconut Creek, because people have heard of Coconut Creek, and we think of it as being in Coconut Creek, uh, which is uh, some people think of being in Fort Lauderdale, but that uh, dense population of the South. J.M. Lexus is the number one Lexus dealer in the world, sales-wise. They're also the number one Lexus dealership in the world, customer satisfaction-wise. Uh, they and, are an amazing niceness hmm? overall niceness. Yeah, amazing dealership for a lot of reasons uh, And it's it, it's a very interesting dealership because it's owned by the JM family that stands for Jim Moran family uh, That's the estate of the late and great JM Jim Moran who uh, Stu and I uh, knew personally Nancy knows personally uh, he uh, was the first Toyota distributor in uh, uh, Southeast, in uh, back in the late 50s. And uh, we were one of the earliest uh, of his dealers. I knew him when he was a Pontiac dealership. Amazing man. Uh, and the reason we shopped J.M. Lexus, uh, we, we recommend J.M. Lexus if you want to buy a Lexus, if you're in Florida. Matter of fact, we recommend them. Uh, just, check, just check the uh, delivery charges. You might want to have one shipped from J.M. Lexus. So... We recommend them. Now, the reason we shop them is 
Uh, we, well, for a couple of reasons. One, we shop too many bad dealerships, I think, and we know they're bad. Uh, you know, Stu and Nancy and I and Agent Lightning will talk about our shopping target, and we usually think in terms of a real dog out there that's really ripping people off. I mean, it's more fun, and you get to laugh and, and curse, and, you know, it's, 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 it's better entertainment. It but we got to remember, by focusing too much on that type of dealer... It wears down our souls. Hmm? It wears our souls down. Uh, yeah, that wears our souls down. It also makes people think that maybe it's worse than it really is. Here is a really good dealership. Now, there's another reason we shop them. Uh, it's when Agent Lightning said, who do you want me to shop? And I said, J.M. Lexus. Uh, she says, well, they, they don't have a dealer fee. <coughs> I said, yes, they do. She says, no, they don't. So I said, well, go find out. Right. So anyway, uh, we're going to find out. And I think you regular listeners know the answer to that uh, comment, but you haven't, uh, if you're not a regular listener, then this will be interesting to you. Uh, we shopped it because they're advertising heavily on television. No dealer fee. Come into JM Lexus, no dealer fee. Uh, and just think how effective that must be. Um, I'm not allowed to do that, by the way, as a Toyota dealer, to say that I'm the only Toyota dealer. Right. You can say I have no, no dealer, dealer fee, fee, but you can't say I'm the only Toyota dealer, that's even right. though that you are. Yeah, but that's what J.M. Lexus says. This is not an ad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No dealer fees. <laughs> Here we go. Speaking in the first person, as I were Agent Lightning, I arrived at J.M. Lexus in Margate, Coconut Creek, later in the evening. Entered uh, through the side door near the service department. As I walked through the dealership, I didn't see anyone around, so I continued toward the front desk. The customer service representative greeted me, took down my name and phone number, informed me that a sales manager would be with me shortly. That's another nice touch. I'm not sure they're really managers, they're not. but they call because well, what they do is because um, I don't think this is addressed in the report. Uh, they have a process they call it one price, one person. So yep. um, a customer deals with one person the whole time. They don't go. They don't have a box so there. So he really is much more of a manager. He's managing the whole yeah. sale from A to Z, exactly. and uh, you won't see anybody else there. Just the and one so person. And so it's good salesmanship. It's good marketing. And it's also truthful. <coughs> Uh, I'm back in the dealership. I wandered around, examining the inventory of the showroom floor, and came across an intriguing sedan, a 2023 Lexus ES250, all-wheel drive, with an MSRP of forty-seven thousand five hundred five dollars. Now that's that's amazing. Uh, I'm amazed because I I'm amazed at how low yeah, that MSRP is. is. Yeah, and it's I think about our Toyotas. And we brag about We're right there. We're right almost there at the yeah. price. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder why would I buy a Toyota if I could buy a Lexus right. at the same price? I, uh, we need to do a little research on that. But there it was, uh, MSRP. Now, I'm not saying I can buy it at MSRP, but that's what JM Lexus advertises is no dealer fee. Heavy, heavy advertising. A few minutes later, Pedro approached, extending his hand for a firm handshake. What can I do for you, yes? Feeling nervous, I replied, this is a first for me. I never had to shop for a car all alone before, but unfortunately, due to being in the middle of a divorce, I'm in the need of a car. I told him I hadn't settled on a vehicle yet, but I was intrigued by the, um, by the uh, ES, that's the model. This is very intriguing. Uh, Camry, similar to our Camry, I say our Toyota Camry, in the, in the showroom. Uh, Pedro, uh, Pedro inquired if I was looking to lease or purchase, 
I told him I thought I'd buy, but I would want to talk to my brother before making a final decision. Understanding my situation, Pedro asked if I had a certain budget in mind. I mentioned to him that I'd like to stay under $800 a month if possible. I, I made a note to myself. I, 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 I felt that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're all payment buyers. Yeah. We're all payment buyers. And, uh, and $800 is a lot of money. Oh, by the way, back up on the, on the uh, price, the MSRP, 47505 uh, Toyota just announced that the average price of a new Toyota is $50,000. So uh, we might have to do a lobbying to you know I might have to lobby Toyota that they have to raise their prices uh, to uh, or to lower their prices. Or have Lexus you know, raise to their get prices. Below Lexus, yeah. Um, here we go. Okay, the Pedro smiled, nodded, asked me to follow him to his desk. Pedro then asked if I wanted him to pull the ES250 off the showroom floor, ES250 Lexus, which is the equivalent of our Toyota Camry, uh, for a test drive. It was, uh, I inquired if there was another one available without going to the trouble uh, before knowing if I could afford it. He explained they didn't have another one, but he could show me the price if I preferred. Now, I'm, uh, I'm amazed that they don't have, maybe it was because it was an all-wheel drive. they got to have other ES250s, uh, uh, so it's probably all-wheel drives. Maybe they don't have a lot of those. After some thought, I decided to see if the numbers um, made sense before moving forward with the test drive. We walked over to Pedro's desk, and he pulled up the information on his computer. It looks like you were here a year ago. Funny how they caught that. Uh, Agent Lightning does this on a lot of uh, dealerships, and they don't know. Uh, they, they don't. If they do know, they don't tell her. But we, uh, good dealerships always log into their computer all the contact information of everybody that walks through the door so they know when you came in what car you wanted to buy how much you offered they know all about you uh but the other dealerships uh, uh haven't brought it up he said oh you're in here a year ago of course I, I, that I, point, I think I, a little there, chill like well I, I have a, a theory on that is yeah. uh we have time right um in, in most dealerships, um, it's very possessive. Salespeople don't want to give up sales to other people. They don't want to know if you've been here before because they don't want to have to turn you back over oh. to another salesperson. At JM Lexus, they don't care about that. It's one price, one person. Yeah. You go in. There's no competitiveness with yeah. salespeople. Yeah, it's inside inside information from a couple of car dealers. You heard it right here first. Car dealers pay on commission, and part of the part of the system is that if a customer came in in August and didn't buy from Charlie, and he came in in December and bought from George, Charlie gets part of the commission because he was the first contact. If he finds out about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. He then mentioned that their dealership prides itself on not charging dealer fees. Whoops. Not charging dealer fees. And unlike most dealerships, selling cars at MSRP, Pedro, unlike Momo, Pedro explained that a credit score of 680 or higher would qualify me for Lexus' best rates and the shorter of the financing terms, the lower the APR would be, uh, which is true. He then showed me the prices on the screen. I asked if there was any way he could print something for me to compare the different options. Pedro clicked a few more times on his keyboard and led me to the printer. He picked the worksheet and handed it to me. Now, in most car dealerships, <laughs> they wouldn't even let you take a picture of it. They, right. S grab the iPhone out of your hand, and uh, you know. I mean, they shame you. Just oh, I can't give you that writing. That's, that's, I uh, can't give you. That's I can't give you yeah, that's proprietary um, information. Right. right. I'll get so, in trouble. 
So you're hearing all the good stuff uh, that's coming from this JM Lexus encounter. Uh, the selling price was MSRP. That's what it said, selling price. Everything added to the price was legit, except for the $59 and electronic, electronic filing fee. $59. Now, that's so. I, uh, so I, 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 we haven't got time, so I'll tell you what. If you want to go to Earl on Cars, you can go to Earl on Cars and read my blog, uh, March 19, 2015. <laughs> Electronic fee, electronic filing fee, a.k.a. dealer fee. An electronic filing fee is a dealer fee. J.M. Lexus, advertise, we don't charge a dealer fee. For God's sake, J.M. Lexus, for 59 bucks, I'll pay you the 59 bucks. Well, be careful, careful, careful. They sell a lot of Lexuses. Uh, you scale that up. How many Lexuses do they sell every year? But what is, you know, and it's so Lexus easy. Take that cars. damn $59 electronic filing fee is profit to JM Lexus, and it's not in the advertised price. It even technically makes you violating the law. You advertise the price that you can't buy the car for. It's only $59. Why? Get rid of it. I'm going to tell you, you why. Get rid of it. Anyway. Because it's uh, about 300000 a year. Actually, you know what? That's to JM Lexus. That's pittance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After we went on over the numbers, Pedro pointed out, that I wanted a lower monthly payment. If I wanted a lower monthly payment, I could consider a lower model or put more cash down. Yeah, lower model than that. that. Wow. <laughs> I didn't think there was much lower. Well, you get a front wheel drive. Oh, front wheel drive, yeah. That'd probably knock about three grand off the yeah, price yeah, or yeah. more. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Or maybe he an IS. Sheet, he, he placed uh, the sheet in the folder, handed it to me, thanking me for coming. And Pedro was very kind, not pushy at all. He showed me his business card inside the folder and encouraged me to call him anytime assuring me that he would be more than happy to help. So anyway, I kind of gave away the story too early about the fact that this is a great Lexus dealer. Uh, they're, they're, they're honest. They're moral. I can't say they're real smart because they get rid of that damn $49 electronic filing fee. What is the game? I even talked to the general manager years ago about that. I think, of that. I think they reduced it. I think it was $99. You have to talk to Colin Brown to, to get rid of that. Yeah, to do what? Talk to Colin Brown to get rid Colin of Colin Brown, yeah, you're probably right. Colin Brown is the, uh, he's the executor. He is the he's chairman. He's head of GM Family. Uh, of GM Family. He's, yeah. he, he, he runs the show, and uh, he's an attorney, and I know him from way back in the day. He's also a good guy. Yeah. Okay, it's uh, voting time, and uh, for you voters out there, remember that we do use the curve. I got scolded on that earlier in the show because I gave a, a uh, mystery shop a higher grade you get emotional with things and then you let your emotions uh, affect your grading and uh, it's okay to give somebody a D or a D minus because they will go on the recommended list we have to do that but when you fail a dealer they don't go on there at all so you got to be sure that you have dealers that that are really bandits <laughs> you know that are breaking the law and are really going to take advantage of you before you give them an F. So that's all I'm saying. Okay, some grades coming in. Um, I have a B plus. I mean a B minus. Hmm, a B minus. There's no name on that one. Um, would have been a B, um, but with uh, my un- unadvertised electronic grading fee for fifteen nine dollars, it's a C. 
And Frank gives him an A minus. Frank and Jupiter Farms refreshing shopping report for us a change. And I, and I agree with Frank. Uh, a minus. Um, yeah, I was just going to give him an, an A. I'm going to give him an A. I'll reserve an A plus for the dealer that doesn't have the fifty nine dollars, but it's still an A. And I don't want to. They got to save something the, because eventually they'll have to kick that forty nine dollars. Where are we going to go? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> we have to give him. Uh, well, we can we can give him extra credit, but um, and, uh, yeah. So um, I'm going with uh, with an A. Okay. Well, I've got Mark from St. Louis says, darn, I couldn't use the timely line, they laid an egg. <laughs> Grade A. <clears throat> Grade A egg. Uh, Doug Fleck is asking, MSRP isn't cost, and with such a high volume of sales, don't they still get bonuses from the manufacturer? Not many. I mean, I, I don't think Lexus <clears throat> has many incentives for the dealers there. Uh, it's uh, don't know how that works uh, there. Yeah, and, and and I couldn't say this about anybody except JM Family. Uh, the profits that dealership are a drop in the bucket to what their net worth is. So I mean, they're they're huge. Oh, again, on, I digress a bit because we got a couple of minutes. Uh, the, the reason that see this car, this uh, dealership JM Lexus is effectively owned by the distributor because the distributor is owned by JM Family for Toyota. Distributors and manufacturers, it's against the law in Florida to own a car dealership, a retail car dealership, if you're a distributor or a uh, manufacturer. And you say, but what What about JM Lexus? Simple. They just changed the law. It's illegal to sell a car unless you're a dealer, except if you're JM Lexus. Hmm. And, and, and they, they, there's a, that shows you the power of lobbying. And J.M. Lexus, you want to talk about power. Mm -hmm. Ooh, man, they are powerful. And uh, the good thing is they're, they're truth, justice, of the American way. They're doing good. Uh, their distributorship is, uh, is a great distributorship, and their retail store is a great retail store, and uh, they're powerful. More okay. grace. And Tom Steckle says, I'd give them an A. Mullinax charges $24 as well. And we also gave them an A. Yeah, Brian said, Latko, Lexus is the best quality car, and this dealership deserves AAA. Johnny Z. Fraley, these peeps seem excellent. An A minus due to $59 fee. I recommend to all my bunny friends. Johnny's hurting me here. <laughs> Mark Smith, I give him an A. Rocky Blockatiel, first time I'll give a dealer an A. Tom Gilliland, or Tim Gilliland, beg your pardon, A. Vincent G, B, still a great place to buy. And I got to say, I'm A. I'm a good man. What, what, what can I say? I'm like Stu. I'm going to save <clears> the plus <throat> for when they drop that 59 bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, um, I, I really think that uh, the $59 is just so petty. Uh, a D. It, uh, <laughs> it just breaks my heart. $59, guys. Boy, what a reputation, You're working yourself JM. up now. Hmm? Don't get yourself worked up. Uh, I do that easily. I like doing that. <laughs> I think my audience likes it, too. Work. Uh, JM Lexus, um, you, you know, what a great mystery shopping report. The $59, so petty. Uh, I, you, you would have get, gotten an A from me, but uh, this morning I'm giving you an A-. minus. 
Well, there you heard it. That's uh, we have never given anyone higher scores, and uh, maybe they'll just keep the fifty-nine bucks. But they're still the best place to buy the car. Fifty-nine bucks in the grand scheme of things, buying Lexus is nothing too serious. All right. <coughs> I'm going to go buy a Lexus this afternoon. Yeah, I think in this environment, this mystery shopping report was, uh, you know, it was pretty good. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there's $10,000, you know, uh, markup fees. There's so many different outrageous fees. And as I said, this $59. But for me, it was still very petty. Okay. Uh, you ladies out there, don't forget theautoprofessor.com. The autoprofessor.com check it out before you buy a car input the car you want to buy they'll tell you how safe is that car for women because yeah. you won't find that out anywhere else all the other manufacturers are and dealers you'll find a sticker that tells you what the national highway traffic safety testing was but that's for men they use men dummies find out the autoprofessor.com yeah thanks for uh, putting that out there, uh, Norma uh, Hubble did a, a does a great job at the Auto Professor, and uh, she grades uh, everything uh, for the ladies before you purchase your vehicle. You can get a lot of information uh, from that website, the Auto Professor. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the end of another great show, and uh, everyone here wishes all of you a great weekend, and uh, I. Wish you a happy holiday. Happy Easter and all. Happy yeah. Easter. Happy Passover and Ramadan. Thanks, everyone. Stay tuned next week at the same time, 8 a.m., right here at the Oldies Channel.